Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. We're in the second week of the new year and all the recaps from last year start this month. Um, So as I have shared every year at this time, my podcast host has given me some information about the podcast and I like to share it because it's always, I look forward to this email from them every year. So it's always exciting to get it and just to kind of see like what happens with the podcast. And I've been really transparent that this year was a struggle for me. I haven't been really intentional about growing the podcast and having, you know, paying for sponsorships and all that other stuff. I just do this consistently because it's something that I love. And it since it's a part of building my runway to retirement and entrepreneurial, the key thing for me that I focus on right now is being consistent in releasing episodes. So what have I learned? So this year it's at 48 episodes. They released this um, before the end, which would still only get me to like 50 because the person that supports me with it they didn't remind me to like release an episode for Thanksgiving and another holiday. I think they w- thought I wanted to take the day off. So that's lesson learned. I have to be, I have to communicate with the person who supports me that like an episode needs to go out every single week. And if it does, if, you, if I'm late in recording or I'm miscalculating or something, let me know so that I, you know, make sure that the episode is ready. And two, if they can't release, cause they're just helping me then they need to let me know. And then I just need to take care of releasing that episode. But even with that, the episode grew by 26%, which is huge for me because I just make sure that I record every week and I put something out. And yes, it's not just do that. So I definitely do the research. I name the episodes. I do all the work that I need to do. Um, so I don't want to um, diminish or minimize the work that I do by saying just, but getting it all out, not but, and getting it out every single week is a win for me. So I'm always excited about that. The thing that I think I got most excited about is that Brooklyn listens to me, number one. Last year, it was Kansas. And I was like, who is loving me in Kansas? And if you are still loving me in Kansas, I love you back. But I am a Brooklyn girl born and bred to my heart. I have a silhouette of the Brooklyn Bridge painted in my backyard. That's how Brooklyn I am. I actually um, am supporting this Black-owned business called School Milk because they do t-shirts from neighborhoods in Brooklyn. And I went and got my bed 
t-shirt, but I actually was raised in Crown Heights. So I'm trying to figure out the Crown Heights t-shirt that I want. But again, that just tells you how Brooklyn I am. And they listen most. And after Brooklyn is Manhattan, New York, New York. And I mean, it kind of makes sense since I really, most of what I've learned in my experience has been in New York City public school system. But Brooklyn, then Manhattan, and then Kingston, New Kingston, Jamaica. So that's also surprising um, to me. I know that the person who supports me lives in Kingston, but I don't think they're going around saying, hey, look, listen to this uh, podcast about teacher money uh, in New York. So Kingston and then Detroit, Michigan, and then Shroudsburg, Pennsylvania. So hey, Shroudsburg, how y'all doing? I'm really excited to see that. And then I'm up to 36 countries. So that's impressive to me. And I'm like, wow. And it just goes to show you don't know who you touch or who listens, who resonates with the message that you're trying to get out there. And so, of course, the United States is the biggest listener, then Jamaica, then Germany, then Barbados, and then United Kingdom. So... Hey, how y'all doing? I don't know who in Germany, but hey, Barbie, I don't know who in these other countries, period. So just happy to say like, or to find out that 36 countries have listened to at least one of my episodes. And then the top episodes for this year, interesting, were South Africa, the 2010 rule, the year compass, and the book review, the book review of Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, and then the budget versus spending plan. Again, interesting. The South Africa interest episode was interesting as well because literally when I was recording that podcast in South Africa, and I don't even know, I was like, I have to record it in South Africa. My friend's dog, and it's like me and the dogs. I even mentioned that in the episode. You could hear Totem in the episode because he was just like, I have something to say. I don't care that you're recording this podcast. I think I tried to record that episode three times and I just gave up that he would not participate uh, anymore. And so you hear him in that episode. But whenever I go to South Africa, it's always refreshing. I actually have a picture of me planning this podcast in South Africa in February of 2020. Um, And so it's interesting. Um, I had not recorded my first episode, but there's a picture of me and I think the other dog, Bacon, that they have as I'm like sitting at their kitchen table planning out this podcast, trying to choose um, intro and outro music and taglines and all that stuff. So whenever I go to South Africa, it is like a renewal period for me and really a time to just sit down and reflect on what's happening in this podcast. So it must resonate with you guys as well, since it was my top episode. And um, I find it interesting, like the 2010 rule um, with budgeting and or, or saving and then year compass. I did that again this year, and I will definitely do an episode about 
my planning for this year because this I know last week's episode we spoke about like how to make sure that you reach your goals for the year and your compass is something that I've also been doing since 2020 that's really helpful and this year I probably shared year compass with everybody so if you knew me and you were talking about I need to reflect on the year I definitely shared the year compass with you because I find it really helpful to reflect and project or plan for the coming year. So I'm glad that resonated with people. And the spending versus um, budget plan is truly how I live my life. It's probably one of the the most authentic episodes. Um, I mean, everything I tell you is kind of thing. Some of the stuff I use and some of it I don't, but I'm always here to give you the information that you need um, to make budgeting available to you, right? Because what works for me may not work for you. Personal finance is personal. So I see my job here on this podcast to give you different tricks, trades, strategies to be as successful with your personal finances as possible. So I share the things I may not use myself, but may resonate and work for you But having a spending plan versus a budget is huge. I am now in the mindset to explore other budgeting apps. And so those will be some episodes that you'll probably get pretty soon. Some of them have different um, trial periods that I'll be trying out um, to get over my loss of the mint app and all of that is to say that this was a really great year of podcasting i'm proud of myself for continuing to be consistent um this is generally the only time that i look at the numbers to see you know kind of where i am and and what i'm doing because i want to to do this, it brings me joy. Um, and it helps me in my preparation for what I want to do in retirement. Today, I was at a meeting and I was speaking to a colleague, and another colleague was basically ear hustling. But he's like, Do you charge for this financial <laughs> advice that you give? And I have my clients that I work with and I was like, hey, this is what I really enjoy. And doing the podcast is something that I'm enjoying. And so seeing the growth definitely means something to me. Um, I follow the Journey to Launch podcast, which is great about personal finance. And she's kind of like my mentor in my head. And I'm not where she was. Like she was leap years ahead of me at her three-year point. But comparison is the thief of joy. And so I don't compare myself to her, but she definitely has set some markers and things that I thought that I would be able to do. But life be life in. And I am fine with that. And I think the lesson that I've taken away from the third year, um, seeing as I was totally transparent about the struggles that I had sometimes this last year in recording episodes, My competition is me, and I'm excited about what I was able to accomplish with this podcast in 2023, and 
the information from my uh, podcast host says that I was doing the right thing. So those are, they call it backtrack in my um, podcast host. I use Buzzsprout. Again, I don't have any affiliate marketing with them or anything like that, but I do use Buzzsprout. They make it pretty easy for me. Um, And so they give me this information so I can report it out and track what I am doing and how I'm doing. And it's always nice to, you know, see some improvement. As educators, we know that like every gain matters. And so these have been huge gains. It is information that will help me um, be more intentional about what I do. And I don't know if I'll do it in 2024. I've definitely set some goals for myself um, to work on. And you'll be like, well, what are those goals? I have to really solidify them in um, in a, a clear way that I can communicate communicate them with you all. But looking back at last year has helped inform what I want to do this year. And it all, I think it will all go well. So I'll probably do another episode about what my goals are and whether I make them. But I'm looking forward to recording my Runway to Entrepreneurship episode and my Runway to Retirement episode because I've been teasing that I am going to share the findings of my, and it hasn't really been a tease. It just kind of have been like, I am going to share the outcome of my meeting with my certified financial planners because it has been interesting. So I already met with one, got some great advice and some really good information. I'm going to meet with the second one. I got a document from them that I have to complete and submit. Um, I'm going to do that before I go to bed tonight so that I can have that conversation because I want to compare and contrast the two of them and then tell you kind of what the experience was. One was from Morgan Stanley. So, you know, people hear that name and, you know, create finance and we can most of us as educators can't afford to meet with someone like that or that person doesn't want to meet with us because they can't really control our money as it may be tied up in our retirement accounts and that sort of things that um, we don't fully control. Um, And then the other comes from New York City Deferred Comp Program. Um, And so once I meet with the second person, I will record that episode. I will share the pros and cons. And that was something that happened next last year, but is definitely informing the things that I do um, this year. So I want to close that loop. Um, so all that to say, and what, you know, all that to say is that I'm really happy with the growth and the new countries and that Brooklyn is listening to me. Um, not only are they listening, but they're my number one listeners. And I love everybody. No, but it's Brooklyn. Um, and what's the highest leverage step or action step that you can take to move forward in whatever you're doing? So whether you're a podcaster or you have some other side hustle and you're trying to get that off the ground, because as educators, you know, there are some of us who believe like we don't make enough money. And so we have to have a side hustle and we have to do something else. But then we find that trying to juggle our full-time jobs as educators, which 
are not from, you know, eight to three with summers off and weekends off because we all know that we're lesson planning and we're preparing and we're going to PL and all that stuff. That may be a hard juggle, but if you're just starting off on your side hustle or starting to pursue what you want, just figuring out the consistency is a a lot. So what's the highest leverage step or action step that you can take is to just do it and to just start, right? And once you start and you're consistent, you can then decide what matrix you want to follow and how and set goals for where you want to go. So wherever you are, whatever it is that you want to do, side hustle, um, expand or on your skills, um, your skill set, just start. Uh, that's the highest leverage that I've learned from this and be consistent. So once you start, just keep, keep going. I've also mentioned that I've read the book, Tiny Habits. I'm going to do an episode on that because it has been really helpful in helping me or thinking about how to put practices in place that I want to carry into the new year and life as a whole. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening all year long. It is. It has been meaningful um, to me to share my knowledge with you. Remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...